Welcome to the CSIS Podcast. I'm Colin Quinn. On Thursday evening, the Trump administration launched a missile strike on an airbase in Syria in retaliation over an apparent poison gas attack by the Assad government. It's the first time that the United States has directly targeted a Syrian government position. Up until now, US actions in Syria have been focused on attacking Islamic State and other Islamist groups. So is this the start of war between America and Assad? I don't think it means we're at war with Syria, but it does raise the question of what our goals in Syria are. This is John Alterman, head of our Middle East program and the Brzezinski Chair in Global Security and Geostrategy at CSIS. I think the Trump administration up to now and, and President Trump when he was a candidate was quite critical of the idea that the United States cared about the future of Syria. It was quite critical of the idea of, of U.S. armed intervention overseas uh, to protect civilian populations. I don't know where the president comes down now on these issues. He previously had seemed to, to want to defer to Russia to solving problems in Syria. And last night, his secretary of state uh, was very critical of Russia um, and their inability to stop this. What seems to me is, is it's a useful first step that the president's taken to give the U.S. more leverage, but it doesn't answer the question of what the U.S. is trying to do. I'm not sure the president has figured that all out. I think the president needs to figure it out because if you're talking about using force, you have to know what you're using force in order to do. You don't near, merely send for the use of force uh, to send a message. You use force in order to accomplish something. And the president has a fairly wide array of choices of what he wants to accomplish in Syria. And um, one of the questions is the idea of Assad and how he goes forward here. Do we know what, whether the strike changes the calculus? Is it too early to tell whether um, this actually has an effect? I think it has two principal effects. Um, one is on Assad himself. It removes Assad's sense of, of impunity. I think it may, in the near term, force him to, to do something to show that he's not intimidated. But I think overall, a sense that the United States won't let him do anything and a sense that really anything is potentially vulnerable changes Assad's frame of mind about where this conflict is going. I think that's constructive. The other piece is, is it changes the calculations of the Russians who, with a relatively modest commitment of forces, I mean, fewer than 5,000 troops and, and a couple of dozen aircraft, not only saved the Assad government from collapse, but seemed to have changed the course of this civil war, rebellion, or whatever you want to call it, uh, and made themselves the principal outside power shaping events in, in Syria. I think the Russians have a different set of calculations to make right now. They can't count on American passivity. Uh, they can't assume the United States doesn't care what happens in Syria. Arguably, it makes the Russians think that maybe they can get things from the United States in Syria in exchange for things elsewhere in the world. But I think it, it has a profound effect on the shape of U.S.-Russian relations when we've gone from a Trump administration instinct 
to see if we can create a working relationship with the Russians, arguably on Russian terms, to one where the U.S. is taking action unilaterally and the Russians are protesting, and the American attitude seems to be, you fell down on the job, and if we're going to do something together, we're going to have to do it on terms acceptable to us. We won't do it on terms acceptable, merely on terms acceptable to you. And, and the war's been going on so long, and, and almost it seemed maybe around uh, the end of 2016 that the tide was uh, turning very firmly in favor of Assad. So is the next step then, it's, it's bringing people to the table? Any sort of military victory is, is kind of a misnomer for both sides. Yeah, whether this is the exact right time to bring people to the table, I'm not sure we're quite there. But what I think we are seeing is a much greater possibility than 24 hours ago that the United States will have a seat at that table. What the U.S. is trying to do, how much uh, influence it will bring to bear, how successful it will be, all those things remain unclear. But it, it seems to me that the assumption that the United States really didn't care about Syria and therefore was marginal in the resolution of the problem in Syria, that assumption is no longer valid. Um, speak, speaking broadly uh, about the region, are you getting a, a sense of a strategy that's, that the Trump administration is administering, say, for instance, in, in Yemen, there's this increase in, in U.S. activity there, more strikes than, than the Obama administration had in a year and in one month for the Trump administration. Is there kind of a, a loosening of, of the, the rules a little bit, a little more of an aggressive stance? And the second part is, do you get a sense of what our, uh, U.S. allies in the region are seeing uh, from what the, the new U.S. approach might be? There isn't a U.S. strategy yet. There are U.S. instincts, and one of them is uh, to be much less conservative than the Obama administration was about the use of force. Um, but strategy is about what are your priorities? What are the trade-offs you're willing to make? Uh, what are you willing to stop doing? I don't think we have any sense of that, and, and arguably since Syria seemed to be one of the things the administration is willing to stop doing, I think we have to re revisit what we thought the priorities were. Um, what I think this does to countries in the region and even more broadly, is it sends a message of, of American engagement, uh, which people find not only uh, gratifying, but I think something of a relief because of a fear that the, Obama, that the Trump administration will be disengaged from the world. And certainly the Arab governments are very pleased that this happened. And I think that, that even Asian governments who are worried that the U.S. was going to roll over in front of the Chinese, that the U.S. would not uh, be tough on their security issues, look at what the U.S. is doing in the Middle East and, and see it helpfully. I think the, the, the real challenge, though, is you can't keep pulling the same rabbit out of the hat and surprising people. Um, you have to follow up on the military actions with successful diplomatic and political action. Um, you have to show a wider array of capabilities than merely military strikes, and military strikes themselves lose their, their power to impress, lose their power to influence after a while. So 
the Trump administration, if it's serious, will have to, to bring a whole array of efforts and instruments to the table. Um, they haven't done it yet, but in order to seize on this possibility, they're going to have to do something pretty complex and elaborate. Uh, they will have to have a genuine strategy of what they care about and don't care about. They will have to have a sense of how do you use civilian instruments, including the State Department, which as far as we've known up to now has just been subject to a 29% budget cut without a sense that the State Department is really vital to national security. You can't just do it with hard power. And this will become apparent as the administration tries to follow up on what they're doing. I think it is useful that they, they took an initial step. But the reality is it's only an initial step on what will have to be a long and complicated and sometimes misguided journey. It's a first step, but it's a long journey ahead. And if we only take the first step, it'll, it'll look ridiculous. It won't have the desired effect at all. You have to follow up and you have to, to get the, the institutions of government behind you. Do, do you have a sense of what that follow-up is, what that next step should be? Well, the Secretary of State is going to Russia next week. Um, he can talk to the Russians pretty frankly about what a U.S.-Russian partnership would look like and what a U.S.-Russian partnership won't look like. Um, how well he delivers that message, what message is received, how the Russians respond to that message is pretty uncertain right now. It's an opportunity to set the terms for what U.S.-Russian cooperation might look like. Uh, I think if the Russians judge that the administration is simply not ready or not serious, then the Russians will test the Trump administration. And rather than having a salutary effect, this will have the opposite effect. And that was John Alterman finishing out our show for this week. As always, if you've got any suggestions, do please let me know on email at cquinn at csis.org or on Twitter. That's it for me for this week. Thanks for listening.